As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Place 33, Secrets of Universal Truths Revealed by Sherilyn Bridget Avalon. Chapter 8 Karmic Tar Sterling came to visit while the kids were at school. It feels much better here since the presents left, Sherilyn tells him. Thank you so much for helping me release it. Are you ready to be hypnotized, she asks. Sherilyn starts with, I have read numerous books on hypnosis and have done some training. I want to see if we can access the place this way. Accessing the 33rd dimension via the spirit world, so to speak. Sterling and Sherilyn get ready to ascend through hypnosis. Before taking Sterling into the spirit world, he asks, Do you have a beer or thus wine? Sure, she says. It's probably good to loosen up a bit. The list of questions I want to ask him suddenly blur. Obviously, Sterling is having an effect on her. Sherilyn feels like an amateur sitting next to this man who resembles a sexy god. Since she found out who he really is, once she gets her bearings, she pulls herself together. Even though the other man she really wanted to be with canceled their date. Part of her wanted Kenton, and part of her wants to make love with Sterling. After several minutes of small talk, she asked Sterling to tell her what the symbols of his tattoos meant. She was simply curious, not prying. Standing up, Sterling removed his shirt, handed it to her, and then sat down, closer to her. She could not help but notice Sterling's bare skin, and how smooth it looked. His stomach and chest muscles were tight. His blonde hair hung loose, blowing in the breeze from the fan. He points to a large round tattoo. He says, this is the flower of life. It represents the creation pattern. The way in, the way out. This one is a crown to remember I'm in charge of my royalty. And I can't forget mom. Wow. Sherilyn knew she could not allow her sexual thoughts to linger for another second. Immediately, she changed her focus. She crisply instructs Sterling, Let's get started. She gently lulls Sterling into a conscious hypnotic state. While in a trance, it's crucial to make sure the vibration in the higher dimensions require a planned sequence, or he could get lost in his mind. This is especially true in the 33rd dimension. She realizes 
She can talk to Sterling and others while actually in this dimension, in the spirit world. Get ready for another great adventure, he says. We are in the elevator. Sherilyn starts counting down to level 33. We're at the place, so we go to the lily pads and fill ourselves with the white water. We are pure again, for now. Sterling says, Early on, when we went to the other side of the place, I told you about the unforgiven, remember? Mm-hmm. You, took, you take a damp, stinky, rotting elevator to get there. On that side is where the unforgiven souls hang out. They must become saturated with negativity before going to the forgiven side. Right. Let's go check it out, Sherilyn said. We are back in the elevator, but Sterling is actually right here on my sofa. The entire journey is simply one in the mind as he is hypnotized. He says, Push number eight. As usual, we are on level eight instantly. Now we're transporting ourselves to the opposite side of eight. We are getting out of the left side of the elevator. The other side of the elevator door opens this time. We're going to go enter into the left hemisphere. First we must get to the center of my mind, Sterling says. Okay, how do we do that? Sherilyn asks, confused. The pathway is right there. All you do is open the door. Sterling informs me. We look out the window and see the pool. I am visualizing this entire experience with him. The door is open, Sherilyn says. This is it. Give me a piece of paper, please, Sterling asks. It seems so far away, like drawing with a 30-foot pencil. How large is this paper? Please be calm so I can center myself. Sterling directs Sherilyn. Okay, she says, handing him a piece of paper and a pencil. His eyes are firmly closed. Sterling proceeds to draw a map with the pencil on the paper. The elevator is here. 33 floors are over here. And then turn there and we'll get off here. This would have gone down to the eighth floor. Okay. Always remember, take me back exactly the way we came, or I'll be confused. I want you to get into the new elevator of Shadow with me. This is the Unforgiven elevator. The elevator's in the left hemisphere, in the center of my mind. Okay. I'm getting in with you. Where are we going? She asks, visualizing all of it. We are going down to level 33. Sterling states. All right, we're here. Open the door. He says. Startled, Sherilyn asks him, what does it look like? Since he's in a conscious hypnotic trance, and she's here in 3D Earth, she can't see it exactly as he sees it, but she can visualize Use her imagination, which she found out is real. Beautiful. Gorgeous. It's an iridescent blue-black sea. It's stunning. Absolutely a deep indigo, blue-black, iridescent onyx color. Says Sterling. The depth of 
color reflects the depth at which we're at. It's the opposite of light. Logically, in a conscious mind, you would think it's in the left, representing white and light. But the nature of the mirror principle flips it into reverse. It's Frank's doing, of course. Interesting. He says, looking through the window, let's sit down over there, he says, pointing left. Is there a lily pad there? Sherilyn asks. It's strange, even though she's not actually there, she senses she's there. One of my other bodies are there, I feel the energy there, she says. I can visualize what's happening. It's extraordinary, she acknowledges. Open the door, please. Sterling says. It's certainly different, that's for sure. Welcome to Karmic Towers. Sterling bellows. I'm ready to be here now. I had to be filled with the light to such a degree so I can explore here without danger. There's a lot of dark clouds overhead. They aren't menacing. They have a shimmering quality. Everything has a translucent look. It's quite beautiful. If I wasn't from the light, it would be more menacing, but it's not. I can be fairly objective about it. You must always remember the riddle of the left and the right. It's always in reverse. Okay, I'll remember that, Sherilyn remarked. It's that way because we're meant to know the truth, but we have to progress far enough to figure it out. Those who should know it are the ones to know it. That way, they can't do any damage by using the knowledge incorrectly. You asked about the lily pads. No lily pads here. There are black boxes instead, Sterling comments. Black boxes? Hmm. What are they made of? Asked Sherilyn. Black mahogany. But at the bottom of the box, there's a black lava-like glass. The mahogany sides are sitting on the glass, penetrating it. I'm telling you what I see. I think it would burn people who aren't from the light. Sterling describes to Sherilyn. Is that right? Are we sitting on it? On the box? She asked. Yes, but instead of putting our feet in the water, we're reaching our feet skyward. We're sitting down in it, with our feet up as far as we can point them. He says, isn't that uncomfortable, Sherilyn Quinces? Yes, it's somewhat uncomfortable, but this way we can soak up all the energy. Sterling exclaimed. Excitedly, Sherilyn asked, really? Soak up the energy of what? Little did she know what she was diving into. The mystery of the kingdom of God, Sterling answers. Now we have to soak up the darkness. What's in the darkness? Sherilyn asked, perplexed. There's a great deal of knowledge in the darkness. It's uncomfortable, but it's necessary for balance. Your hands are black. You have black fingernail polish. Your lips are black. Your tongue is black. And your hair is black and sticky. Oh, and you have bad breath. Sterling states. Well, what about you? Same thing? 
Is my body black? Sherilyn questions. Yes, our bodies are bluish black. Our souls have absorbed the energy of this place. Sterling pauses and adds, You want to know how to purify your soul, right? Yes, I do, Sherilyn radiates. Remain true to what you know, and you'll purify yourself. Just don't think you can do what you want whenever you can, Sherilyn. It's a matter of self-discipline. This will help you purify your soul. You'll purify your body with the organic chemical agents you use. And you'll also purify with herbs from Chinese medicine to help with unpure thoughts resulting from guilty reactions. You've met your karmic catalyst. Sterling resonates. Are we filled with this stuff yet? Sterling queries. No, it's thick. We're about one-third full. We're being filled with gooey, black, tar-like stuff. Yuck. Do we have to do this? She thinks while visualizing this. Yeah, it's a refresher. Sterling says. A refresher? How could any of this be refreshing? She asked. Don't let my words fool you. Think about the opposite of refresh. What is it? To be laden? She answered, looking it up on her cell phone real quick. Yes, please understand the value of the riddle. I know there are riddles in the Bible too, Sherilyn interjects. Sterling says, actually... When I'm on this side of the veil, you could call me St. Stephen. In 3D Earth, I'm Sterling. Sterling's higher self, St. Stephen, is speaking now through Sterling. Okay, so when St. Stephen speaks, that means he is speaking from the place. And when you say Sterling is speaking, he is speaking from above in 3D Earth, in reality. As above, so below, right? Sherilyn inquires. Sterling loves you in a pure, almost cosmic way. On some days, he configures energy so you're protected. He speaks with Angie for you. St. Stephen relays. Do I need it? She cajoles. Yes, St. Stephen says. Due to your earlier misplacement, you lack the essential skills you could have tapped into at this stage. This is what happened to you. It's particularly true since you met Sterling. He was pivotal for you. He literally changed the course of your life from negative to positive, and it's by no means over. That's pretty amazing. Sherilyn murmurs. Dense, thick, karmic tar, St. Stephen says. We're halfway fall now. We're sinking and sinking. We've gone through the glass bottom. It's like someone has thrown us in with lead tied to our feet. Sherilyn starts coughing and says, <coughs> What a shocking revelation. I feel like I'm about to drown. Are we going under? She beseeches, still coughing. <coughs> yes, it's certainly a smothering experience, but it's a refresher for the truth. It's a good thing, Sterling laughs as he comments. 
Are we coming here again? She asked, sputtering the words as she called. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Shirley loves you to death. St. Stephen speaks again. You're connected by a cord of light that's quite secure. You are my daughter. Random fate could always alter it, of course. Odds are against it by far. Sterling is my spiritual father? Sherilyn asks, taken aback. Yes, in a sense. The consciousness that I am is your father. Through me, we operate within the same spirit family. We are sitting here with nothing to do but fill up with this karmic tar stuff. So, I want to ask you some questions. Can you tell me about the convergence, Sherilyn says. The convergence of the conscious and the unconscious mind that is at hand. The timing is correct. There are a percentage of souls that will dictate it. There will be an osmosis that occurs and it will coincide with much happening all over the world with many people now. It's an inevitable fusion of unification. It's a natural evolution for all. With you as the catalyst, what you've involved sterling in relative to the hypnosis sessions is important. These allow the hallmark of metaphysics intention. Sterling's always been kind of a canary in the mind for these things. So are you, St. Stephen explains. I am? Sherilyn asks, a bit taken aback. Just not quite as much. You would have been just as much of a canary as Sterling if this error hadn't occurred. First, you must expand your consciousness into the higher dimensions. Sherilyn starts coughing again and asks, What about Odin? I dreamt about him the other night. Stefan was familiar with Odin. 
in other lifetimes because he's part of him. Odin was a force for truth, purity, and cosmic awareness. A strikingly powerful force. And a force of leadership. Odin's power ties in with fire, the planet Mars, and inertia, replies St. Stephen. How about making a talisman? I was contemplating making one. What do you think of that idea? Sherilyn questions him. So percolating in karmic tar. Butterfly talisman would be good for you. Powerful and magnifying. St. Stephen conveys through Sterling. Love butterflies. How far are we in this box? I'm so ready to go, Sherilyn said while hoping she won't have to do this when she returns after transcending. We're almost there. We've almost sunk to the bottom. It's making me sleepy because I'm so weighted down. Geraldine says, speaking from atop. Pick you up, Sherilyn cries, in fear we might be stuck there forever. It seems so real. I can't breathe, Sherilyn gasped, (coughs) 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 coughing uncontrollably. We do not need to breathe here. You feel smothered. We have black bodies with tar-like sticky eyes and hair, even though we are not wearing clothing. We feel burdened more than wet. It is thick, heavy goo. Movement forward is difficult. We are almost saturated now. Once thoroughly drenched, we will start moving back up toward the surface. Then we can climb back through the mahogany boxes and finally out. Not something done very often, St. Stephen relays. I want to get out of here. Let's go, Sherilyn screams as we make grunting noises moving through the gooey, throbbing, black, liver-like stew. Now that liver is mentioned, Sherilyn asks, what can you do to clean your liver? Your physical liver. St. Stephen replies. Reduce stress and drink a lot of distilled water. Ginseng helps, as well as vitamin C. Avoid fat and alcohol in the diet. Take hydrogen and niacin and take a sauna when you can. You will feel much healthier and you won't believe the difference. Uh, are we filled with the gunk yet? Sherilyn keeps asking. Oh, yeah. We are definitely filled. We are one with the gunk. It's like tar. It's carbon-based, like people are carbon-based. But more than people, it is extremely dense and highly weighted. It's a dark type of carbon molecule that makes up the sea. It tastes like sour, ashen, gagging, living dust. It's a very dark carbon molecule. And it's retching, wet, thick dust 
a horrible thing. We can do it because we're equipped to avoid suffocation. We are on top now. We are okay. We are there. And we are finally on top of the mahogany box. Sterling reveals through his hypnotic state. That was depressing. I am so glad we're out, Sherilyn exclaimed. You actually have tar coming out of your nose. <laughs> Sterling says laughing at Sherilyn, his eyes closed on the couch. Here, let me wipe some on you. I don't like this stuff, Sherilyn says, giggling. She wipes her nose and playfully pretends to smear some of the black ooze on Sterling. He's already covered in it anyway, she figured, laughing at him. <laughs> it's the concrete, Sterling mentions quietly. We had to get saturated with it. We're still covered in tar. Let's slowly go back. I don't need to be here anymore. Get back in the elevator and let's go to level eight. Take me back the same way we came, please. Then let's check out level four, Sterling says with a smile. In his unconscious, hypnotized state, Sterling is visualizing both he and Sherilyn all yucky and covered in black goo. But Sherilyn felt it. She must be living it out on another dimension, she thought to herself. Filling it on this third dimension, it was so weird. St. Stephen says, I will introduce the 33 dimensions now. One through eight are mathematical, based on physics and science. The rest are more complex. Now we are ready to transport to other levels. We have traveled in the elevator and we are going past all the levels. The elevator slows down by each level, one by one. Level one is the first. It is a tunnel of energy. You enter into it and you can conform to the walls. Other souls are in there. The energy goes through you. The other levels are hard to explain. They're like a hue within a hue, within an abstract, abstract maze. Level two is cherry flavored. Children go here after their mother had an abortion or if they die too soon. It's rainbow colored and it's a very shallow place. Now, we're passing level three, where we are from, the third dimension. Sterling says, I see your stepfather, Robert, on level four. He is waiting to come back, but not yet. He appears content and happy with himself. Sherilyn asks, Is he still smoking cigars? My mom and brother smelled cigars in the house not long after he made his transition. He must have visited them one day, she says. Yeah, he wants to come back, Sterling answers. This is uncomfortable because he wants to pass through me. I'm uneasy with it. His emotions are tied to his last life. With respect to his life in general, he needs to move on. He needs to let go completely. The elevator is at level four, Sterling says. 
I'm looking out the window, and I see an awesome labyrinth tug maze. It's the green labyrinth of wisdom, Sterling replies. Sterling says, we've traveled to a red maze. It's part of a large spiritual estate. Where is it located, Sherilyn probes? It is directly south from the center of where we are. The elevator stops. We get out and explore. Sterling begins wandering through the circular maze. It is warm in here. The outer trim of the walls is burning red, and the walls inside are lime green. There's a trapdoor underneath the floor at the end. I see water under it, Sterling acknowledges. Let's jump in the water and get cleaned off. Get all this karmic tar off of us, Sherilyn suggested, then added. What is this maze for? It's a mansion. There's a maze in the front yard for testing your wits, testing your sense of direction. Sterling replied. Cool. When biblical scholars say there are mansions built in heaven, is this one of them? Sherilyn retorts. I find walking the labyrinth easy, as if I've done it many times before. I'm having fun going through it over and over again. I enjoy looking at its design. It kind of looks like it could be from France originating in the Middle Ages. Sterling interposes. The purpose of the labyrinth is to determine if you can get through it okay. It's nice, cool and green. It's refreshing, he says. Does everyone have to go through it when they transcend? Sherlin questions. No, not everyone. Only those souls wise enough to be tested. He responds. Have I been through it? Sherilyn asks. Yes. Your name is on a plaque for having successfully completed it. The plaque is inlaid into the oak trunk of a tree. There are hundreds of trees all around with inlaid plaques, Sherilyn said. How many plaques are there? Sherilyn queries. There are... 444 plaques, he replied. Okay. Does my plaque say my name on it? What does it say on my plaque? Sherilyn asks. It says, Sherilyn. And in parentheses, it says, Sherilyn Bridget. It indicates the effect you can have on your fate through your own will. In your case, you took the opportunity to affect the outcome of your fate through your will. You have two names, Sterling illustrated. Which name shall I use? Sherilyn probes. It's like looking at the lines on your palm, mapping your life and others. Your fate was to be with a C, but the effect is with an SB. That's why it's in parentheses. What about my last name? Avalon. The name Avalon represents the apple. Choice energy. 
choice energy. If I stopped using the name Avalon, would I have less choice energy? She inquired. We are now walking at the raw red outer edge of the labyrinth. There's a blank on the question of your last name. It appears to be left open. It reflects the things yet to come, he says. The letter S suggests an understanding of infinity. It connects up creating the number eight. If you reverse Sterling's S in his name and S in your name, you have two halves of infinity working together, declares St. Stephen. I like that, Sherilyn smiled. Both of you are teachers and leaders. Sterling is the more experienced one at this point. Sterling wants to know why he is experiencing so much pain in his physical body. He wanted me to ask his God self, since he didn't quite know how to access you yet. Sherilyn deliberates to St. Stephen. Sterling's higher self, St. Stephen, communicates via Sterling. Yeah, it's a karmic debt. The physical pain is part of his sacrificial debt. He is paring down his debts with sacrifice. His karmic debt is also tied into past lives, as well as the one he is currently living. Gradually, he is chipping away at his fundamental lesson, which is complete humility. A difficult lesson, but this should be his last time through the cycle. Sterling is too smart to achieve humility simply through his interaction with people because he is always outsmarting them. So his health was imposed upon to learn the lesson at a deeper level. He is suffering to a degree that he can handle it and still remain attentive to completing the lesson fully. He will experience challenge for the rest of his life. There is Sterling's emotional reaction to the injuries. His attitude is vital and intent, which creates the three parts of the triad to the lesson. Is there always a triad in, to each lesson? Sherilyn asks St. Stephen through Sterling as we continue walking the labyrinth in our minds. Yes, Sterling's known for most of his life any part of the puzzle or strategy doesn't work alone. It works in conjunction with the other integral parts, just like a game of chess. Three is one of the most powerful numbers. Turn it upside down until it's full. Then when you are ready to project what is inside of it, it is turned right side up So again. the triangle is like a pyramid, Sherilyn queries. No. The triangle, the triangle, is geometric, St. Stephen replies. Yet the geometric form holds information. The container is concrete and solid. There is information contained within the triad, creating a duality. It's abstract knowledge held within. The wisdom inside can be shot out any time towards anything. Always use the vortex triad, just like the pyramid. 
The triangle acts as a concrete structure. It bundles down and attracts the information you are attempting to attract. Then it is turned right side up. That way, information is funneled and focused out the apex of the linear triad form. I have another question. Why is Angie cloaked with miraculous robes and Frank is naked? Sherilyn asked I'm inquisitively. I'm walking around in the maze. Green labyrinth of wisdom with the raw red edge. I want to sit on the edge of the wall. Sherilyn noticed. The most favored nymphs are flying around. Lighting about her simply because she mentioned Angie's name. She sends out little extensions of herself like feelers. St. Stephen asked her, Do you see the staircase? No, I don't see it, she answered. And then asks, Is there really a stairway to heaven, though? St. Stephen answered, There are 33 steps on this staircase. But they don't exactly climb to heaven. The stairway leads to a particular place in the northwest. There are 33 levels of consciousness, as you know. Angie is with us now. Sherilyn looks up, saying, Hi, Angie. I love you. Do you like the painting I created for you? She likes how you incorporated her in a real sense within the realm you're living in. St. Stephen says. She also says as you continue with your artwork, things will culminate and her influence will be magnified. She says, the more you work, the more influential your work will become. Shall I work with watercolors or oils? Sherilyn contemplated. She likes watercolors for now. Eventually, you'll have room for expansion relative to your interest in different artistic mediums. Your spiritual father will know when these junctures arise. He will be sure to indicate when it's time to incorporate more. Angie relays telepathically. Frank is pleased because he didn't think you saw him as benevolent. He's pleased and he's laughing. He believes your fear is preventing you from actively portraying who he is and how he looks, St. Stephen added. Does he like it? Sherilyn asked. St. Stephen continues, Of course, because you're not exposing him for who he authentically is, a slick, shiny, deep infinitely layered, complicated implementer of ultimate unwisdom. Frank's teaching them, inundating them, and finally saturating them with the truth. To make people stumble and fall? Perhaps I should add more layers of watercolors on there then. Sherilyn replies upset. Yeah, that's his job according to how he sees it should be done. He makes people repeat lessons over and over and over again because he's a perfectionist. Finally, they're so saturated, there's no room left for thinking or believing differently. 
and they can move up the next rung on the ladder in consciousness. Is he like what people think the devil is? It sounds like he, how he teaches. That's okay, isn't it? Sherilyn asked. It's not necessary, St. Stephen replies. It's certainly not an absolute. At least that's what Angie and I feel. If you can just consciously perceive the higher dimensions. Can Angie please answer my question? Why does she wear clothing? Her robes? Sherilyn probed. She says, this is an effortless answer. She wears clothing because Frank wants to see her naked. Sherilyn bursts into peals of laughter. <laughs> he wants to see an archangel consciousness naked? Uh-huh. Frank was about to laugh, too, but when she answered, he quickly became still. What would happen? If Frank saw her naked, Sherilyn quizzed, trying to unsuccessfully suppress her giggles. <laughs> Angie believes Frank should adhere to his own ways and his influence on people. So she won't disrobe in front of him. She's using his own approach on him. She believes in allowing him to become saturated with his unnecessary, redundant, repetitive teaching methodology, he would benefit greatly from seeing Angie nude, but she won't permit it because she feels then he wouldn't learn his own lesson. Frank can imagine what he wants since he enjoys making things difficult on people. Angie is cloaked in the truth, yet... It's not the clothing that matters, it's what's beneath. She will show you herself if you ask her. She will allow you to gaze if you want. Hey, remember when you told me Angie was 42? Why is Angie 42? Sherilyn asked. She's 42 because every 42 cycles, she comes closer to the edge of the parameter. The parameter... I won't say we're all trapped in, but presently we're limited by it. Once we've entered, let's say, gone beyond the new change, then the 3D matrix of your body expands to integrate these perceptions. Then she'll open up her sphere. It appears to be the 13th sphere, which is unknown now. And there will be a metamorphosis, a whole new set of circumstances going forward. She has an affinity for 42. St. Stephen answers patiently. She is so beautiful at 42 years old, Sherilyn remarked. The most beautiful 42-year-old you'll ever set eyes upon. Of course, she has an affinity for sixes and nines, too. What about eights? Sherilyn quizzes. Eight is about universal truth. 
incorporated two halves. Angie is half of a whole herself. Eight is represented in a personification not yet completely formed. It may never be formed because of the limitations we're all living and working within regarding perfection and imperfection. The birth of eight, well, it's a type of permanence you don't want. Even the thought of it isn't appealing. Things are to be open-ended. For example, nine represents a precipice, even though it also represents wisdom. Why does nine represent wisdom? Sherilyn asked. Nine is linked to threes in multiples. These are representative of knowledge, but 10 equates with completion. It has a connection with strategizing things. Nothing is ever complete for very long, so 10 has its own self-limiting qualities. As a number, that represents completion. Nine speaks more to the truth than 10, especially regarding the usual manner everything is and always be. Relay safe stepping. Wow. In school, when we put the numbers 0 through 9 in a straight line vertically, then put 9 through 0 in a column vertically beside it, regardless, they will always add up to 9. Sherilyn gave her little input. Oh, incidentally, Angie wants you to know there was a linear awakening. She's holding a book. It looks like Ivory script. She says it occurred May the 5th in the year 2000. St. Stephen informed me. Is the plaque round or square? Sherilyn added. Sterling replied. Angie says the information is round, but the plaque is rectangular. Frank likes teaching in limited parameters and then he reveals abstract truths through clearly in-the-box methods of understanding. He likes building various boxes of information. Frank sees no reason to stop because it's been working for so long. Angie doesn't disagree with Frank because it's incorrect to disagree with a format that's been working for so long. She simply feels it's unnecessary. Feel is the appropriate term because she's a feeling entity as opposed to an instructive, moralizing entity like Frank. St. Stephen described. When did Frank start? From the beginning of time? It kind of re reminds me of the Bible story of Cain and Abel. Was Frank Cain? Sherilyn quizzes St. Stephen. Well, yeah. Frank is the patriarch in energy and is to remain just that. However, that role is now in jeopardy of changing. Think within the context of what appears on the surface, in direct opposition to the light. Then you'll have a basic understanding of how Frank teaches with the saturation, negativity, and pain. Not so things remain negative and perpetually self-destruct, but so they grow saturated and change to the positive, which is why he is a forgiven entity, 
This is how humans tend to learn. So if Frank is Cain, then are you able? Sherilyn questions St. Stephen. Yes, I'm the flip side of that same half. Like there's a good twin and an evil twin. If you look at it objectively, St. Stephen sighs. Does Angie have a flip side? Sherilyn questions him again. Yes, of course. Her name is Sabrina, the Black Witch. You don't know her. She rules the underbelly of the light. There are always two halves to a whole, even if the whole is divided in half. Bluntly, if you keep analyzing and splitting halves, you'll discover there are infinite halves extended into a new and uncharted dimension. This is why Angie likes the number 42. I'm teaching you with threes and nines, St. Stephen added. I thought I was infinitely eight. Sherilyn queries St. Stephen. But if we allow it to remain, progress would end continuing to duplicate itself. It would result in an eternal repetition. Incidentally, I'm tapped into the same pool of information with the same amount of clarity as Joseph Campbell, the author of many books. Author Emmett Fox was tapped into more of the feeling pool as contrasting to the data pool, Sterling informed Sherilyn. I always liked Emmett Fox's work, Sherilyn exclaimed. We just passed level 12. Hmm. Level 12 was green. Everything is green inside. We are still traveling down the shaft of the elevator slowly, peeking through the windows. There's 18. It's black and it's empty. It has a hollow sort of a feel to it. That's weird. I just see eyes. It looks like souls that are waiting. You must learn to integrate your expanded 3D matrix into Gaia's 3D matrix. Then Gaia's 3D matrix will expand. I will leave you with that. St. Stephen announces as the elevator stops. Once again, Sherilyn has discovered so much. This time accessing the pool, the levels of the elevators through hypnotizing Sterling in her living room. She thanks him for his willingness to go there, and he smiles and kisses her tenderly on the lips, and he leaves. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. 
the colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies crying, I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself. What a wonderful world. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.